I'm a girl. And I'm her dad. Welcome to Girl Dad. We wanted to document the thoughts of two people from different generations of the wide, wild world we live in. Every week we tackle a new topic through our unique lenses. Come along for the ride. Hi everyone, I'm Abigail Frechette. And I'm Peter Frechette. And welcome back to Girl Dad, second episode. Woohoo! Hey, girl. <laughs> um, how was your week, Dad? Anything fun and exciting happening? Um, actually, I was a little under the weather. I had a cold sort of towards the end of the uh, the week and last weekend, but uh, that is both. Fun you know, and- you know me. I battle through those things. You know, without a complaint. <laughs> Just really take it on the take it on the chin and just let it just keep driving through. If so basically, I spent all day on the couch on Sunday watching football. If you can't tell, that's a lot of sarcasm because we make fun of Dad for uh, he's kind of a baby when he has a cold, <laughs> and he doesn't yeah. tend to have the same sympathies that he requires. With, but with if, I, if it's anything serious, family. if it's anything serious, then I kind of ignore it. But if it's yeah. If it's a cold, then I'm miserable. <laughs> um, well, I had something kind of exciting happening. So oh, at the excellent. end of last week, I started, I'm starting to do this thing with a group of girls that um, once a month we're getting together and we're doing like a book club without a book. Oh, um, interesting. Which has been very fun. So we did the first one of those on friday yeah today yeah um so that was great um very fun gonna do another one around valentine's day so i'll I'll give an update on that in the future Um, awesome that sounds great yeah um so should we get into this week's topic yes i uh, you've given me a little bit of a heads up of what you're going to bring to us today but yeah let's get going so usually you come in not really knowing what we're going to be talking about, but this one I needed you to actually do something for. So um, we are going to be talking about personality tests. So I guess, have you ever like taken a personality test before this or not really? I think I probably did um, like when I was a teenager, maybe uh, like school placement type of stuff and mm-hmm. um I forget, like an aptitude test or something like that. But uh, if I have, other than uh, some stupid magazine quiz that was uh, some some child of mine maybe asked me questions about, uh, other than that, I haven't really done that, no. Yeah, I I sense a a which One Direction member are you kind of vibe. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's the kind of thing that I'm thinking about. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I have been like really into personality test. I think it comes from my uh, very engaging. Do you know what like BuzzFeed quizzes are? Uh, Kind of, yeah. Okay, so they would do like these kind of like very, again, like simplistic, basically a magazine quiz, but online. And in college, my friends and I would like sit around for hours and just do these tests of like, which character are you for this? Um. So I feel like that's maybe like my intro to personality test. And then I got more into like the Enneagram stuff. Um, 
and Myers-Briggs is obviously like the really big one but then I also recently have met with like career counselors and was using them for that so that was the first time I used them for like anything legitimate <laughs> which was a little funny. different I was, I, I was gonna ask you um what is the point of them yeah so it kind of it's it's not totally like this is who you are as a person right because basically they assign you types so Myers-Briggs I think is like the best example of this there's 16 quote-unquote types of people based off of four categories with two options in each but if we really think about it like no person is that black and white so they do help to kind of guide you and understand yourself but I think to use them as like super rigid guidelines of like this is the way you are as a person is a little maybe inaccurate but it is fun to just know like hey I'm an introvert so like I need rest after socializing and that's why um but yeah so I don't know I have some interesting thoughts on the different styles too that we'll well I'm sure we'll get into later all right um but should we so I had us take the a version of the Myers-Briggs test um the Enneagram test and the big five test and we took these all through um Truity which is like kind of a big online personality test website they have a ton of other ones too um so they're not like the official ones but just I think they're a pretty good gauge of the ideas of these tests um so maybe do we want to start with the Myers-Briggs one sure what let me just so we're just going to analyze yeah. each other today and uh, see how accurate we think <laughs> these things are is that what is our yeah goal? I think we'll we'll start by kind of going over like what we got and then we can maybe go into more about like do we feel like they're accurate or do we like how did we feel about taking them um I've obviously taken these tests multiple times so maybe like can personality change Let's... well let me ask you that I mean is it um you know having done this now and if for people who haven't done it it's basically um a series of questions for the most part they're um statements and you basically either strongly agree or strongly disagree or somewhere in the middle there's five different choices of where you fall on the spectrum between the the two sort of edges of that statement um so to, have you found as you've taken these in the past and that they've your results have changed much or has it been pretty consistent yeah so i guess like starting with the the myers-briggs one i have always gotten um either infp or intp so i guess my feeling versus i think it's maybe trust kind of fluctuates back and forth but I've always been considered an introvert um I've always been like the intuition and the um the perceiving but um 
actually talking with my career counselor. So she does this like for a living. So she is a little more background in analyzing the results. She said kind of like, um, I'm sorry, it's not trust, it's thinking. So it's um like I, which I think is pretty accurate for me, I tend to fluctuate between emotions and logic and kind of where my like decision making comes from can vary depending on that. So I feel like as far as like the Myers-Briggs, I've always kind of gotten pretty standard results with that. I've never had anything super away from that. On the other hand, with the Enneagram, I've taken it, I believe, four different times. And I think I got different results every time um I've always been higher because the Enneagram one it will show you like percentages too for like so the Enneagram I should say is nine personalities um and you get like percentages based off of each of them so the one that you are the highest in is the type that you are but I've kind of always gotten a high eight, seven, and four. But the one that's the highest will kind of fluctuate, I guess. No, oh, but that's it's so it's relatively consistent. Just yeah. Uh, well, that and that's the other thing that um, I found interesting in taking these tests is that, I mean, you you have to be obviously honest about who you are, mm-hmm. but there is the possibility of answering a question in a way that is who you want to be rather right. than necessarily who you are, which Absolutely. is challenging. I think it's, um, you know, you may get asked a question that, you know, do you like, I, I really like to help others and mm-hmm. you have to decide that if you totally agree with that or you totally disagree with that, well, maybe you, kind of like to help others or you're kind of in the middle on it but man you you'd feel really good if you did really like to help others so you you check in totally agree with that right and um so it is a little bit subjective right and that's I mean another thing that's huge about these tests is they'll ask the same kinds of questions repeatedly but slightly different so like you said it'll be do you like to help others and you could say like kind of agree but then helping others is important to me you could say totally agree so maybe that's like an honesty within you that you're not helping others maybe as much as you think you should be or you would like to be but you do view that as an important thing and I think that's like where these I mean you definitely still have to be honest obviously but that's where they can kind of like gauge slight differences in personality and um I think that helps to like that difference in the questions definitely helps to like force honesty out of you I guess a little Mm. bit more yeah it is funny because some of the questions did seem almost exactly the same and I was like yeah I already answered this I don't want to answer this again (laughs) yeah so I guess for this did you get frustrated at all, like taking the quizzes or the tests? Um, I don't think so. I, I, you know, I, I couldn't get frustrated because I had to get prepared for the show. So I really needed to 
to really buckle down and do them. No, it was, I mean, it didn't take that long and it was, um, but the only frustration I found was that feeling like they were repeatedly asking the question. And because I took three of them, um, the various tests have the same questions. So you're getting, so I feel like I answered the same question five or six times. Well, yeah, that, but that's uh, more the span of, my fault. of the three tests. So <laughs> yeah. that's okay. But do we want to talk about sort of the results and yeah. how do you want to handle that? Yeah. So do you want to, why don't you read off what you got for your, your type finder or your Myers Briggs personality? Okay. I am an ESTJ. Wow. So we are total opposites, technically. Okay. okay. So, I mean, I, I will be perfectly honest. I did not pay for the full results, but I do have uh, some of the results. It says as an ESTJ, you are conventional, factual, and grounded in reality for you. The proof is in the past, what has worked and what has been done before you value evidence over conjecture and trust your personal experience. You look for rules to follow and standards to meet and often take a leadership role in helping others other people meet expectations as well. Mm. Um, you are the consummate organizer and want to bring structure to your surroundings. So I think in that particular case, I think that might have been a uh, hopeful answer that I gave rather than an actual one. I would not sure I would say I'm the consummate organizer. Um, you are in a way, though. Am I? Yeah. I think that you are... You're the kind of like, you're like the action man. Like you're the doer. I feel like so. Like that's true. You do tend to. I kind of think this goes also along with like what's worked in the past will work in the future, which it said for you. And like I think you tend to, I think especially in our family as a unit, you're surrounded by a lot of idea people, and less so do people <laughs> so I think That's you're true. the one who kind of like organize the ideas and, and put them into yeah, yeah yeah exactly so I would say that I think that does suit you yeah. okay. but again this is kind of I feel like this is for me why personality tests are so interesting is because I think the real true value of it comes with not necessarily the words that you're given to describe you, because like I said, there's only 16 versions of people according to this test, right? But your version of your four letters could be totally different than another person's version of their the same four letters. I mean, like, we just described how you're an organizer, but someone else could be an organizer in a totally different way. You know what I mean? So I think that's like, it more just makes you think about yourself as a person and the traits that you have more than actually like telling you what you are, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know. I think No, I think I... I, I... Again, I I still come back to okay, what is the purpose of these tests? And yeah, um, and 
I, I know you take a lot of joy in them. <laughs> and um, I don't know. I, I Anyway, so what are you? I mean, what are, actually going back to this ESTJ thing, which is yeah. that right? Is that what I am? What is, I don't even know what those things mean. So E is, means you're an extrovert. So would you, I would say okay. you're an extrovert. All right. All right. I don't know if you agree with that. No, I don't disagree. So I'm an introvert. I also okay. agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So then S would be sensing and N is your S. I'm right. N, which is intuition. This is the one I struggle the most to understand kind of the difference between sensing and intuition basically that's more of the evidence-based part so like you're more focused on like the your senses like you, the physical things like the practical things of how they can help you interpret information basically so like you are more likely to need to see something with your own eyes to believe it. Where an intuitive person doesn't need kind of as much evidence. It's more like, like I could just think ghosts are real because I just do. So does that mean like a conspiracy theorist is an uh, <laughs> intuitive person? Okay, I mean, you're, you're dumbing it down a little bit, but yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's sorry. intuitive people tend to be more like creativity based and sensing people tend to be more like scientific based. All right. So, so the bigger part is like how so much looking at this your... with S, I'm much more right. sensory than intuitive as I right. haven't gotten to T yet. So what is T? So that's thinking versus feeling. So that's when I described that like I struggle with or not struggle, but just like when I'm making decisions, the thinking part is more the logical part and the feeling is the emotional part. So I've gotten both of those. And I think this is actually where we're really similar is that right. we use our feelings I could and easily logic. Go out exactly to I make could it easily have gone way. the other way yeah yeah okay so um, that's kind of like and I think at least for me like logic versus feelings tends to be something that at least with like a lot of my friends is something we talk about a lot so I imagine that there's kind of a good amount of people out there that are also kind of in this switch back and forth between these two yeah um okay types i guess a little bit more all right and what um, is the j so that's judging versus perceiving so i mean it's kind of again like these qualities are not meant to be necessarily like opposing each other so judgment or I guess I'll start with perceiving. Perceiving is more like um, it tends to be the more open-minded of the two. And judgment is more like having 
like a preconceived notion so but it's also like it's just one is more structured so like judgment is considered a more like you would make a final decision on something you wouldn't kind of like go back and forth or like no one would describe you as like an indecisive person if that kind of makes sense where perceiving mm -hmm. You could be considered indecisive, but you're also maybe better at adapting to a changing plan or something like that. Um, so it's just, it's one is more structured and one is more kind of open. But again, they're, it's the same kind of like part of the brain that's working, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um. So you have for that your yours is judgment, which I think I think also like given both of our ages too, that could be a factor there is like you when you were younger, you might have taken this test and got more of a perceiving because you didn't experience as much. So like you still had you know, more openness to different opinions or different beliefs or whatever, where... I'm trying. I'm trying to stay open. No, and you are. <laughs> I mean, you're a very open person. <laughs> but you're also, I feel like you've also kind no, of, there's things on some that level, it, you've it, made a decision. It says in my, about my type, it says for you, the proof is in the past. That is kind of right. what you're talking about here. It's, this, it's life experience that has uh, a lot of times shaped how decisions I make or how I feel about things. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that makes sense also as like, because I this is something I, I want to talk about is like, do you think like people's personalities can change over time. And I, I think to some degree, but I also think to some degree not. And I think like the perceiving versus judging is like a huge one that can really change because as you get older, you just start to kind of, well, you have like more trust in yourself and the experiences you've been through that you don't necessarily need to be as, flexible to things changing if that makes sense mm -hmm. um and you do have more kind of i guess you could say like you have more data to go off of as far as making decisions so it's more likely that you would not be as indecisive when making a choice um but yeah but so on the other hand the um introvert versus extrovert i think is a personality trait that is much less likely to change exactly over time. exactly because i don't think I, I don't think that will ever change for either of us i think you've always i mean judging by like stories you tell and seeing you interact socially you're clearly an extrovert to me like you gain energy off of other people where for me, I tend to need like to regain energy after hanging out with people. 
and I need like breaks and that I I just don't think that's gonna change I guess That makes sense. yeah um so the let me just scroll down really quick because I do want to go over I think this is like a fun little part of it too they give um titles to each of the like personality types and I'll just read like these brief this is a different description I think than the one that you got so you're an ES I'm ESTJ. you're ESTG TJ so actually I think this name for you kind of makes a lot of sense I don't know if you'll agree but you're considered the supervisor So you're hardworking, traditionalist, eager to take charge in organizing projects and people. So like, again, that's not going to be like perfect because if we go to ESFJ, so F the thinking, feeling one, that's considered the provider. So ESFJs are conscientious helpers sensitive to the needs of others and energetically dedicated to their responsibilities. I feel like those two together make you as like a father, a friend, like that to me makes a lot of sense. You know, like in your work life, you're more one way, but with us, you're a little more of like the, the kind of like sensitive, but also like trying to manage to keep everything together too. So I'm actually an ESFTJ. Right. <laughs> Yeah. I'll buy which that. I, I mean, that's yeah. which in looking at the in looking at the results, um, you know, the difference between T and F for me is two percent. So Exactly. um, that very easily could have gone the other way without some biased question that I answered um, with the. state of mind that I was in at the time I took the test. Right. Um, you know, it just depends on how you're thinking about things a little bit at the time that you take it. That's interesting. Yeah. What about Yeah. you? What's your name? So my name for INTP, I'm the architect. So INTPs are philosophical innovators fascinated by rational analysis, logical systems, and in, in <laughs> inventive Pronunciation is design. not one of the uh, best traits. Okay. <laughs> Um, All right. and then the INFP, um, INFPs are considered the healers. So INFPs are imaginative idealists guided by their individual core values and beliefs. So I, again, kind of think if you put those together, that's Yeah. very accurate to like how I would describe myself. Um, Yeah, I think so. I love analyzing things, but I also am very imaginative. <laughs> That's true. Um, so yeah, I, what did you overall, the Myers-Briggs as an individual, how are we feeling about this one? I think that's a, a pretty accurate, uh, pretty accurate summation of who I am, um, Yeah. which is kind of cool. Yeah. And I think, again, it's like, these personality tests tend to use vague language in a way. So that you can make yourself fit within what they're saying. a little bit, yeah. Um, Yeah. 
because again it is types I will say like you know talking to people about these tests they tend to be very um like capitalist centric which I think is interesting I guess that's also though because they were created in for like capitalism a little bit but anyways trying to make money off of it so it makes sense (laughs) well they're not if you do them for like psychological (laughs) evaluation you're just mad at this one i'm kind of stuck on that the whole charging me (laughs) okay anyway so let's move on to uh, the Enneagram test. So the Enneagram related tests are based on the concept um, of seven personalities. So, I'm sorry, nine personalities. Um, thank, thank goodness. <laughs> seven, yeah, you don't uh, exist. Seven, you if don't... it was seven, I would have been left out. Um, so uh there's nine primary types, and then there's often secondary types, which are considered wings. So kind of the way that we were talking about with the the thinking versus feeling, you can have like a secondary thing here where you, it's like your, your next most popular one, I guess. Right. Um, I will say that Enneagram tests tend to be considered a little bit more spiritual I guess if that's like an a word for it they are not really a personality test that's used by science so unlike the Myers-Briggs which was invented for like psychological purposes the Enneagram is a little bit more like for fun I guess okay um so it is so fun okay (laughs) don't need to be rude about what sorry that was that was rude well it's still like for something but i think it's like okay let me talk about this now so i like astrology and i like tarot cards but i don't necessarily know that i like quote unquote believe in it but I like it because it allows me to think about myself. And as someone who really likes to think about themselves as far as like understanding how they see the world and understanding themselves in regards to other people and the actions of other people, stuff like that is enjoyable for me. So I think for me, like these personality tests are just another kind of version of that a little bit, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um so I guess like there are values outside of what I use them for but as far as for me this is like the value okay I I just um my one concern and not with you necessarily or the one the one thing I would question or whatever is um it's kind of a chicken and egg thing if you mm-hmm. take the personality test and then it tells you what you're supposed to be or what you think you are, and then you start making decisions and acting based on what the personality test told you, as opposed mm-hmm. to if you had never taken the test and you just 
um, went on with your life. Is there any change to how you behave? Interesting. I've never really thought about it that way, I guess. I think that's definitely a possibility. I mean, I get, I guess this is again more related to like astrology and I would love to do an episode kind of on that too at some point but I know I get really annoyed when people are like oh I'm this negative quality because I'm this sign and it's like no maybe you're just like a jerk like you don't get to blame (laughs) bad behavior or like negative things on the stars you know you don't get to do that So I think for me, like, because a lot of these things are so open to interpretation, I don't, I don't think I could, like, base enough, like, I don't think I could make enough decisions for myself based on just what this is telling me. Like, I have to still be able to interpret it. And that's still myself doing that. You know, that's not the test telling me. Like, for, so, okay. So for the Enneagram, I'm, I got the results of a four, which is an individualist. And like the words to describe it are creative, quirky, passionate, and offbeat. Those are, those definitely mean something, but the way they mean something for me versus the way they mean something for someone else, I think can be very different. And that's where it's like, I'm engaging with how I see myself more so than I am this way and it's stagnant. It's a very like fluid process of, okay, this thing tells me I'm creative, right? How am I creative? Like, what do I, like I said before, I'm an ideas person. So I I loved, I'm a very imaginative person as far as like coming up with ideas. But maybe then I realized like, okay, I'm that way. So I need to work on how to make those ideas a reality. So that helps me in some way of like, yeah. It's like a reminder of this is how you are. And I do think there's a form of accuracy to this, especially if you're being honest. But it is like, I just think it's not as like set in stone that you're able to base a personality off of it entirely, I guess. Okay. So I'm a nine. Okay. What is that? Do you not, does it not say for you what it is? Well, it's good. I mean, it, it's a lot of words here that I, and I liked, I liked when you said what a four was. I liked the way it, it was defined as opposed to a desire to live in peaceful harmony with their environment. <laughs> okay. Uh, can you scroll up? I don't even know what homeostasis is. Oh, geez. So, <laughs> um, scroll up a little bit so I can see. Does it not is, have like. This right here. It just has that. Okay, yeah. I'm just going to so do just this, this really little quick description thing. here. So nothing, nothing disturbs my inner peace. <laughs> okay, 
whoa, we don't need to be rude Sorry. about Sorry, the, I'm the just language. telling you that's what I want. That's what I, I don't oh, want I this flowery stuff. I want okay. the adjectives that you were okay. dead. So you're the peacemaker. Um so you tend to be easygoing, self-effacing, uh receptive, reassuring, agreeable, and complacent. Yep. I think that's all pretty accurate. I do too. I think especially I, you know, I think some people might be offended being called complacent, but uh, it's pretty accurate. So I'm gonna let it go. Yeah, I, like I mean I like the rest I, of them. So I think for the most part, also like complacency, I don't think is as bad as like we sometimes make it seem. I think there's times when complacency can be bad, but other times it's like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, um, that's true. You're not kind of going to be ever that person that's like, I think I would describe you more as like a content person. Like you tend to be very okay with being content, if that makes sense. Aren't we all? I am, we but I... I don't think we all are. There's, I mean, like, think about the people that are like super ambitious. They're no, not yeah, okay. The type with, like, type A people probably are not content. Sorry. Yes, type A's yeah. are not probably content. Right. So um, that's like a yeah. different. Even like, like I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd describe mom as like a type A, but she's definitely like someone that has a harder time like being content. Like she likes to go for more. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that's where you two are really good together because you kind of can ground her in that like contentness and she can push you to like help be more creative in certain aspects I guess um I don't know yes I did see that my four is the least that I am which is makes me not creative at all which Ouch. is interesting because so I have I'm a four, but my eight is like really close, which I believe eight is. So the way that I don't I don't know, we don't have to like get super into this, but the way that they break down the types for Enneagrams is like there's the body type, which is more of the instinctual one. So those are eight nines and ones. So you're a nine. Um, again, like you want balance and calm. And then the there's the head types, which are more of the like intellectual analyzing types. So that's a five, six, and a seven. And then there's the heart types, which are more driven by emotion. So that's a two, three, and a four. Well, that makes sense. Okay. I'll buy yeah. that. And I have, I mean... This is where I have like trouble with this one because for my percentages, I'm a 98% four, I'm a 95% five, and I'm a 97% eight. And then I'm wow. so like those are all pretty high. Yeah. I've only got one that's that high. Right. So I kind of wonder if this test maybe works better for people who are more set in their ways so for example someone who's a little bit older 
someone like based off your I see where personality you're, I see where you're going with that what you're saying <laughs> is that i'm set in my ways i i get that okay <laughs> well based on your myers briggs personality type like you are more kind of like you're Complacent. not as indecisive so my personality i've got the first time i took this test was probably like five years ago and i was like a way far out seven like way above everything else and I took this right after I got back from going to Australia. Sevens tend to be considered like the adventurers of the group. So I had just gotten back from a huge adventure where I was like saying yes to every experience. So my personality after that was very that way, but it since has like evened up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I so I don't know. I kind of feel like maybe it's just me that this test doesn't work for because I my personality changes in regards to like the way this judge's personality. But I don't know. I do think you you may be onto something with it works better for someone who's a little bit older and um right. A little bit more experience. Do we want to do the third one? Yeah, let's go over that really quick. So this one is the big five, which is, I believe it's like a new version of an older personality test. Again, it's like used more like the Myers-Briggs for psychological research. So um, the big personality the, the the big five personality traits, which it labels as extroversion, agreeableness, conscientiousness, negative emotionality, and open-mindedness. Um, those are like the qualities that it's, or the traits, I guess, that it's testing for. Mm -hmm. So for this, you kind of get scored on each of those five traits individually mm -hmm. and I believe this test tends to be used to hold on this test can often be used for like career advising because it tends to um lean more towards like your outward um persona I guess I don't know if that's like the right word but like your like how you work with others maybe would be like a better mm -hmm. way to put that so do you have your percentages for everything I do okay so what was your percentage for openness we'll start there 60 Okay, interesting. So mine was a hundred. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> so this yeah. is the, this is the other thing about um, this test or mm. all of these tests. For you to get a hundred, mm. you would have to be completely agree with any question that had to do with openness, right? And whatever those questions might be. Right. And 
I also think from my standpoint, um, in taking these, there were very few questions that I completely agreed with or completely disagreed with. Yeah. I had a lot more that were in the kind of disagree, kind of agree, or a lot yeah. that were also just straight down the middle. Um, I, and I think that's reflected in my percentages. Yeah. I would totally agree with that, except for probably questions that have to do with like openness basically <laughs> I mean like I think that I the only thing that I think I'm like confident that I tend to like agree with is that I'm really open to different theories different concepts different people different ways of thinking about things like I'm just so I think those are the questions that I would okay either like completely disagree with like I think traditional values are the best. Like I would completely disagree with that or right. opposite. You okay. know what I mean? So yeah. All right. Um, but so the average for that, so I have the averages up here. The averages for that is 58%. So you're pretty close okay. to the average. You're yeah. above average though. Good for you. <laughs> um <laughs> no, but again, this is like it's not. It's funny that they call these tests to me because obviously they're testing something, but like when I think of a test, I tend to think of like, there's a right answer. These don't right. have like right answers, you know? Well, I, yeah, you. but I would say, I mean, I don't know. You you said, oh, you're a little above average. Well, is it good to be above average? I don't know. Because these right. are, so who knows? I was right. more just making the joke. <laughs> okay. Um, um, so I'll just say that people who are high in openness tend to be more creative, unconventional, um, and imaginative. People who are low in openness tend to be more practical, traditional, um, conservative, or habitual. Okay. So I think Makes you're sense. like a you're kind of in the middle there. You know, you don't yeah. have like a habit every day, but you definitely have like traditions that you like, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so then what is next? Um, conscientiousness. conscientiousness. I got, I'm at 58. Okay, so I got 52. Okay. And the average is 55. So we're, we're oh, paying average. <laughs> um, so again, like people who are high and conscientious are orderly, dependable, determined, ambitious, and dutiful. People low in conscientious are spontaneous, adaptable, impulsive, <laughs> disorganized, and haphazard. So let's just take all the really good qualities from both of those and leave the bad <laughs> ones because we're in the middle. Well, that's it. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say that neither of us fit into, I wouldn't describe either of us as like maybe dependable, but I don't think I'd describe either of us as super I think probably what, what you qualities. look at is that if there was some that you were felt strongly that you were, there's mm. probably something that you are on the on the other side equally. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, so because it's like it gets you stuck in the middle. Yeah. Which is not because I mean, you stuck could be super. No, but you could be super like disorganized, but also very dependable at the same yep. time. Absolutely. Um, so that could look at my you desk in the middle. Yeah, there you go. That's 
So true. That's very you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we have uh, extroversion. Yes. So this is different than like describing yourself as an introvert or an extrovert. It's just how outgoing you are when you are social with people. Okay. Because introversion and extroversion tends to be more about like whether you need to rest after interacting with people or whether you like have so much energy after interacting with people okay. so this is more just like how outgoing are you all right i'm uh, a 58 okay i'm a 54 interesting interesting and i think that is interesting because i am an introvert but when you're with people you do talk yeah. Um, and uh, that like the little gathering that you had last Friday night. There you which go. You, which you arranged and it was your idea and your creativity there coming through and your Thank openness. You so <laughs> well, I was I was talking about with my therapist, who I'm sure we will talk about many times on this <laughs> podcast, but I was talking with her and she was like, you know, it is so interesting because you're such a like inward person but seeing you kind of like take charge with this like social not experiment but kind of like social test and like something new out here like that's really cool at the same time that you're able to have both of those things happening so yeah um so people high in extroversion enthusiastic excitable friendly People low in extroversion, reserved, calm, aloof, quiet. All right. All right. Yeah. yeah, I'd say we're we're in the middle. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> we're kind of we're but with a little more on the energetics outgoing side. So yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> You'll dance this at a wedding. One, this, yeah, oh yes. <laughs> this next one is my big one. Okay, so agreeableness. Yes. What did you get? I got 69. Oh wow. Okay, fun number there. What'd you so get? I got I got a 58. The average okay. is 63. So I oh. am not very what? agreeable. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. So I what, think that makes sense for is, both of us. Uh, but what is the what is agreeableness? Okay, so people high in agreeableness tend to be accommodating, helpful, sympathetic, selfless, and altruistic, which yeah. I think you are very like those things. Yeah. I've, Out I've, of I've, all of the qualities we've discussed so far, I would say you're agreeable. Like, I would say it's very easy for new people to talk to you, for old friends to talk to you. Like, you're just kind of a nice person to have around i would agree because i'm agreeable <laughs> the people who are low in agreeableness tend to be competitive argumentative self-interested rational and brash interesting i yeah, that's not me. don't think you're any of those things so that makes sense i don't think that i'm competitive i do think that i can be argumentative and I think yes, that's I, why I would agree I'm with that as well. I think that's what pushed you down towards the middle yeah, a little bit. There. I think that I don't 
I tend to be someone who if I don't agree with someone, I won't like argue with them, but I will just like walk away and like probably never speak with them again. Interesting. I'm just like done. So I think yeah. that's why I'm still like a 58 because I'm not going to like yell and scream at anybody. Right. But I'm also yeah. like not going to make you feel okay with your bad opinions. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, maybe you. I'll make you feel okay. So the next one, can you say this word? Um, <laughs> it's different from what you said before. I've got this as neuroticism. Yeah. What did I say before? Maybe I had the old. I think you had, it was, it began with an N, but it was not neuroticism, but that's okay. What is neuroticism? Oh, no, it is the same because it's people who struggle with negative emotions. Oh, okay. All so right. it's, it's just a different it's an actual okay. word for it all right um okay so i got a 31 and i got a 23 okay so we are not neurotic there you go we're not neurotic yeah we're not people who struggle with negative emotions i guess um People high in neuroticism are vulnerable, unstable, anxious, moody, self-conscious. People low in neuroticism are stable, resilient, optimistic, self-confident, and carefree. So obviously, I've taken this test since being on antidepressants, which I think has helped <laughs> my score out quite a bit. I was, <laughs> I was actually going to ask you uh, if you've ever shared these test results with your therapist um who who you have talked to for a long time and yeah who could probably make judgments on whether she agrees with sort of the findings that would come out of this test yeah we've not the only one i think i've ever talked to her about is the myers-briggs one because i think that's kind of like the the go-to personality test and yeah we've def that's where i kind of started to understand the like feeling versus thinking part of myself and it's interesting because a lot of the things with that test that showed up for me are things that we had talked about prior to discussing the test and it was just more like giving a name to the qualities that i already had like I've always known that I need, like, after a party or a event, like, anything with a lot of people, I can go to it, but I need then, like, I feel, even if I, like, don't drink anything, don't take anything, I'll feel hungover the next day still, because it's, like, it's like tiring for me like it mm -hmm. took a lot out of me to do that mm -hmm. um so like I knew that about myself and then took like the test and then she was like well that's a really big like introvert quality you know what I mean so I think it was more like giving names to things we had already talked about I guess a little bit but yeah yeah it would be interesting to share this one with her too because I, I I hadn't done that before, but yeah. So I guess now just like to to wrap up 
we've kind of been talking about how it felt to like take the test and if we think they're accurate as we go but I guess like I want to ask also do you feel like doing this has made it easier for you to talk about your personality and your traits um well that's a you know what that that's like the kind of question you get um after you uh go stay at a hotel or um and they send you out a survey and they say would you recommend this hotel to someone um oh no not, not even so much a hotel like a bank and a okay. bank will say would you recommend this bank to someone and i'll just go in my head i'm like i'm sorry i never talked to anyone about banking so i wouldn't um okay i'll check off yes but i'm not i, I will never do that and hmm. so when you say, would it make me feel um, easier to, to talk about my personality traits? Yes, but I won't. Um, no, I guess, I guess. I don't, I don't think it's something that I, I'm really, I, to me, it's more, um, I feel, I, I feel like, um, I, I feel like it confirms who I think I am a little bit. Um, I, I'm not unhappy with what it said as far as my personality is concerned. Um, I, I, I kind of respect the personality traits that it says I have. So, yeah. um, I'm happy about that, but I, I just, other than you, I don't know who I would talk to about this. I guess more, my question isn't like, would you go off now and go talk to your friends about your personality like if I were to sit here and ask you questions of like do you think you're an extrovert explain do you think that would be more challenging not given like the test and like what we've talked about with the test and kind of the language it's given you I guess or like if um... I was just like describe yourself for me like your personality, like, do you think it helps or do you think you are just like, I don't really care? Um, again, you've asked a question that I don't want to answer it either way. Uh, I would say okay. that um, I do care, but I don't think it helps because I don't, okay. I think it confirmed what I would have, yeah. how I would have described myself. So um and you think you would have been able to just like readily give me that? If a I lot of a lot of the descriptions, I would not necessarily have used the vocabulary <laughs> that we've right. used today, especially neuroticism. But <laughs> um, I I do think that uh, a a lot of the characteristics I would have described either in the same vocabulary or something very similar. Okay. Do you ever like place yourself or the people in your life into types or categories or even like characters in TV shows are kind of like an easy way to do that because they tend to be like stereotypes of people. Like, do you ever kind of look at your life and be like this person is like this person in relation to this you know what I mean or no 
Yeah, I know. I understand what you're saying. And I'm, I'm going using the same scales that we've been going with. I'm going to say uh, sometimes, <laughs> but not often. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go a little bit beyond the uh, middle, but uh, okay. I would not say that would be a regular occurrence. Okay. Because I feel um, like that's something I do like a lot. Yeah, no, I don't. Um, I no. Okay. All right. Um, I have one last question, and this okay. is more. This is really just for you because only you can answer. <laughs> As my dad, yeah, do you think that my personality has changed over time? besides just like getting older like do you think my actual like genuine personality that's a very difficult question um and what i would say um without giving it more than the five seconds of time that you've given me to think about that um <laughs> I, I would say that your personality has, I don't, I would say that you're in general, your traits have not changed, but they have moderated. Hmm. So um, I would have said that when you were younger, you um, in some areas were much higher on the, in, in, in the way you were. Um, and I think that, whether it's through therapy or medication or what have you, um, I think you've, or just age, you've moderated somewhat. Okay. And, uh, and in, I mean, for, for better, yeah, for better, I think. Uh, okay. Yeah, me too. Does that make, does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think I, st I think I've always been like a super curious person. So I'd say that's still like there. I've, but I think like, that's a pretty common... I mean, you've never been a competitive person. Right. And I think, I do think, like, that's a common occurrence when getting older that you tend to, like, level out a little bit, yeah. maybe. But you're still... Kind the of qualities that were higher are still there. They're just maybe a little less potent. Just sanding down the edges a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree yeah. with that. I think okay. I think a lot of people go through that. I'm sure you I would yeah. say that like even in your extrovertedness, like given stories you've told me, I think you used to be way more out there. <laughs> um, but again, you're still like that fun guy, you know? Yeah, thank you so um, much. I'm you're glad so you think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I thought this was really fun. I hope you enjoyed it too. I found it interesting and uh, didn't mind taking the tests. I think we've discussed what I didn't like about them. Um, but I think they probably, I think what I didn't like the, about them probably helped in getting a more accurate result yeah. for me. Um, yeah. But no, I found it interesting. And I, I appreciate you taking the time to, to go through it with me. Okay. Well, I had fun. I hope you guys all had fun with us. Um, thank you for listening. And we will talk to you next time. Sounds good. Bye, Dad. Bye, girl.
Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed the episode, follow us on your favorite podcast platforms, rate us, and leave a review. For latest updates, follow us on Instagram at girldad.pod. Thank you.